a movie that gives a new definition to the term killer fashion. We watched Slacks. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. Uh, with me, is always, as always, is my buddy, my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, welcome back after our hiatus. Yeah, it was nice taking a little break, and uh, congratulations to you. Thank you. My Thank friend, you. and your your wedding was awesome. I appreciate it. Had a great had time, a lot of fun. Uh, I love how you couldn't focus on one theme, so you just mixed bunch of them together hey hey now come on it was great it was like where else are you gonna see guys with killed lightsabers at a masquerade ball that's taking photos in a tamika like chair (laughs) so it was weird but it was fun it was fun we had a good time um but yep but uh if you guys followed us before we're back you know like i said we did take a hiatus because i had my wedding and then uh took a couple weeks took a couple vacation family family vacation afterwards and then uh, we're, we're trying to get back a little sooner, but shit happens. So we don't have to explain back. it to you. Right. We don't have to explain shit to you. To you, will, you, to you, you will peasants. sit here and listen. You will like <laughs> it. You will take it and you'll like it. You'll enjoy us talking. And you'll about say thank you. Can you have another? Ooh yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we're back. Um, I'm excited yeah, to be back, back in Chipper. <laughs> <laughs> um, my voice is a little hoarse tonight. Uh, a little. Those strain. And why would that be? Because uh, last night, uh, me and our boys Eric and Nachos McGuero uh, from the I know uh, I know Cincinnati Jeff and Nachos McGuero. <laughs> I don't know who this Eric guy. Well, you're well Cincinnati about Jeff wasn't there. It, it was Eric tonight. Oh, okay. uh, Eric and Nachos McGuero. Uh, we went to a local end of indie independent wrestling show here in St. Louis, uh, and. God damn, did we have fun. We just got, we drank a lot of beer, did a lot of hooting and hollering, uh, hooting and nannying. Uh, my voice a little hoarse. My hands hurt from clapping. And, uh, Your hands hurt from clapping? Dude, we were clapping Jesus Christ. Like a lot. And, and we were, That's we, one I haven't heard. We were getting rowdy, uh, making people laugh, and just having a good time. Who was the star of the show? Uh, the main event was an old, I'm not going to say washed up, because he wasn't that bad. But an older Mr. Super Crazy. <laughs> super Crazy. <laughs> uh, yes, Super Crazy from ECW and WWE fame was there as a part of the main event. Uh, and it was just a downright good show from uh, a little promotion called, I think, Dynamo Pro Wrestling here in St. Louis. Um, I highly suggest you guys, if you get a chance, you like wrestling in the area, uh, check out their shows. It was a fun little evening. Uh, and it's very affordable. Yeah, I had to watch my daughter as my wife painted the kitchen. Yeah, Aaron has was a put, had the uh, pussy straps on and could not come with us. Hey, man, you you pick your <laughs> battles. You know, this was not a battle worth fighting. Um, 
but we had a great time. So with that said, uh, let's get back to the show. Uh, before we start, I want to do a quick shout out and thank you to Mr. Paul Harmon, who is our, our newest member of our of our Patreon, newest member of the Horrible Horror Army, the Moongoon Army. Uh, so thank you very much, Paul, for your donation. I uh, appreciate it. I also want to remind you guys, if you have any comments, concerns, suggestions, or just want to chat and say hi, you can always drop us a line and leave us a message on our the Horrible Horror Hotline at one seven four zero four suck it uh is our hotline so what's the actual numbers fuck if i know just do it again <laughs> you don't have it you knew i was gonna ask no i didn't know you were oh, gonna ask my god <laughs> oh jesus it's so. not that hard to figure out the letters are on the no- on the phone guys it's for suck it so figure it out <laughs> it's not that hard to figure out it's not you got it um yeah. So, all right, so today's movie is uh, a, a weird one I saw. I picked just off the description of it alone, and it's like, I have to do this. I hadn't seen it before, so I was like, I didn't know if it was going to be good or bad, but we had to do it based on the description. And that's a movie called Slacks, S-L-A-X-X. X-X. Uh, a movie about killer blue jeans, and I'm not shitting you. So we now had on the show, we've had killer donuts. Killer titties and now killer blue jeans and a killer train too. Yes. So yes, uh, we've train. had some interesting uh, uh, bad guys, murderers, monsters, monsters creatures, creatures entities. Yeah, whatever. Locomotion, <laughs> locomotives, <laughs> locomotives. Um, so this is actually a fairly new movie. It's released on March twenty third of uh, last year, so just a little over a year old. Of, uh, March twenty third, twenty twenty, as a Shutter original. So you can find it right now on Amazon Prime for free. Uh, it's written by Patricia Gomez and Elza uh, Keppert, or I could pronounce it could be also Keyfart. Keyfart. <laughs> Her name is spelled K E P H A R T. Oh, it's Keyfart. Oh, Keyfart. 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 Yeah, that's great. Um, so uh, also directed by uh, Elza Keyfart <laughs> Keppert. Kep. Kep. It's Keyfart. We're saying Keyfart. Uh, now, not much as a director for uh, Ms. Ke- Mr. Elza. I guess it's probably a guy. Uh, Mr. Keyfart. Uh, but he has worked on really big mega movies like X-Men, Days of Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, Red 2, and M- The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. So he's got some experience working on some big budget stuff. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Is that the yeah, that's, that's got to be one of those, like... Uh, yeah, the Mummy Five straight to right, DVD right, right. ones, but it still had Brandon Fraser in it, so whatever. Did it? Wow. Yeah, uh, the cast not a few, only a few people I'm going to mention. Uh, our main girl Libby is played by Romaine Dennis. Uh, she's currently on the TV show True North. She's on that. Uh, that's about it. Uh, Craig is played by uh, Brett Donahue. He was in a TV movie called Lizzie Borden Took an Axe, so he's got some horror experience with uh, some horror stuff. And then Gemma is played by. Haneke Talbot, she's got 23 credits, including a few episodes of Star Trek Discovery. She was on iZombie. Uh, she played Clara in the 2019 horror film Ready or Not. And she was Shimmer in the live-action DC comic show Titans, for those who like that show and superheroes and all that stuff. So she was in part of that as well. That's really the only part of the people in the cast we're going to mention and talk about. Um, so let's just uh, let's uh, try these bad boys on. Let's pull up our button up the uh, slacks zip them up and let's go uh the movie we open in a cotton field uh in india where we see like this young young girls work in the fields picking cotton 
And we follow this one particular girl as she walks past a sign that reads experiment field number 357. Um, we crossfade to a close-up of the Canadian cotton clothiers logo or the CCC on a shipping box. And we follow the box as it gets delivered to a CCC store, which is basically just a gap. It, it, it's pretty much, that's all you really need to know about this store. It, it just imagine any standard mall and a gap store or a forever 21 or I, some I get shit you're like going that. for gap but i'm thinking it's more aimed at american apparel aa and then you have ccc and america it's that, like but, yeah. almost exactly the like the american, american apparel their big thing was were you know no sweatshops all organically okay. grown material it was like they were really hammering that and then they kind they all like went out of business because the owner was crazy but yeah, okay. it, like the American Apparel for a while was like every hipster's like wet dream because it was like oh the, in, the indigenous people they get paid they're part of the company. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right. And that's, so, so I, that's know that, I feel but, it's, okay, it's definitely I, more like that. Sure, I'm just thinking visually the store. I think it's like I don't know a gap, but okay, American Apparel. Either way, a mall clothing store. Yes. Um, so a worker in the back storeroom opens a box that unpacks its contents which happens to be the new CCC super jeans called Super Shapers. Uh, these jeans look like they're made by Nazis because the logo for the Super Shapers is just like it is an SS. SS. <laughs> it looks a little too close a to little, Nazis, uh, that uh, lightning, SS logo. That lightning There's style. Lightning so, yeah. yeah, just a little too close. You know to what? It. I didn't put that together at the time, but now I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, you're right. <laughs> exactly. like, Dude, it just looks yes, like a more stylish SS. Stylized, yeah, that's SS. <laughs> So we roll the title card and cut to a montage of the CCC in full swing where we see several employees and customers going about their business. Uh, we meet some of our main cast who are all CCC employees uh, who all seem like just pretentious fashion bitches. It's perfect. I mean, I worked at the mall and you're like, you're right about like the gap. Abercrombie and Fish, American Apparel. Yeah. A lot of these places, they'd have the fucking headphones on. Yes. And they act like their job was way more important than it actually is. Yeah. And it was like all about appearances and just, uh, yeah, they did nail that. They nailed movie. it. They nailed it. Uh, that pretentious hoity-toity pinky up bullshit. Yes, it's like they, they think they're working like fucking Rodeo Drive, like Louis Vuitton or uh, or something like that. But like they made the fucking but, clothes. But you're in a fucking mall. You're yeah. Goddamn gap. You push like, <laughs> buttons, you goddamn moron. Yeah. Um. So we meet our main girl Libby. Who shows up because she just got hired? He's showing up for her first day on the job. Uh, back in the office is Craig, the store manager, who's watching the store and the security mommers. And let's talk about Craig for a moment because Craig is unique. He's unique. He is. Uh, they, throughout the movie, they call him Mr. Robot, but he is your. He is Mr. Corporate. He has bought into the CCC hook line sinker propaganda machine. Like, a thousand percent he's also like mr overly pc and nice and it's like always got a smile on his face and like oh where's it gonna be a great ccc day and oh everybody's wonderful and blah 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 it almost motivational speaker yeah, yeah he's over the top he is uh he's quite the character mm-hmm. um but I know, I know you've met people yeah, like you that. Yeah, you know, you know, you've met these guys, especially if you've worked retail. I remember I worked retail at the walking company, and there was a guy. He, I had we had like a regional manager, or like big meeting out in Vegas, and some of the people were just like, "Walking company is the best fucking day." Yeah, this all just corporate. all and like their live was based around work. Yes, 
You know, whereas I, work, thing, work for me is like a means to live my life. It's funny. Aaron and I have both worked at mall stores through our lives. I I didn't work at a store like this. This like you're just your smaller hallway. Like I worked at one of the bigger like famous bar now Macy's, one of the big stores. Yeah. Aaron worked at like he's worked at what, Journeys, Walking Company, and Fye, all mall store. Like your smaller mall stores, mm-hmm. storefront ones. So you you probably have a little more, I guess, as far as location wise, deal with this stuff. Have you know understand this a little bit more? But yeah, like. That mall mentality, or it's just, you, and a lot of you listeners who've been there, you probably know what we're talking about. And it's such a people. weird culture, too. Like, yeah. mall culture. And it's gone. It, it really it's is. It's essentially gone. gone. There's no more, re- I mean, there's a there's a few malls, but like that big mall culture. And Yeah. I mean, really, since the 80s and 90s, it hasn't, that the mall culture is pretty much is well, gone. Basically, since Amazon. Yeah. You know, Amazon. Amazon basically killed it. And then. Mm-hmm. You know, technology. Is, yeah. You know, like music and movie stores. Do you remember how many fucking times we used to go into those places? Oh god, all the time. All the time, and buy new movies, new music, all that stuff. You fork, you worked at a. I, w- I went there right? a lot, but I never really bought much from those because the mall. I, oh, I hated the mall price. Like, I go and pay. Like, <laughs> we we're just praising the mall. And you're like, I never fucking went. I, I had to pray. Listen, there's a culture. Like, I'd always go in there, but I'm like, I'm not gonna spend twenty five dollars on Steve when I go to Best Buy and get for twelve or something like that. Oh, you know, you like the mall markups. Yeah. I always gave you a discount. I did. I always gave you a discount. All right. Maybe you did. Don't get me wrong. My discount's not that great. Not that great. <laughs> honestly, by the time what was left of that store, I was like, there's really nothing that I was really interested in half the time. Um, but anyway, we're getting off topic. We're getting way off topic. Are we? Eh, actually, really not, I guess. Yeah. We are talking mall shit. So, um, anyway, uh, in the back hallways, Libby's ex- excitedly talking to this Indian girl, Sharuti, who doesn't look at all oh, actually should be working in this store compared to everybody else. Everybody else in the store is decked head to toe in the, we'll call it quote unquote, high fashion of the CCC clothing apparel and all prim and proper and just snooty. And this girl looks like she's straight out of like a fucking 1990s Pearl Jam video or something like that. Like just, just grungy, not in a knit stocking cap on her head, baggy, baggy layer pants, shirts yeah. and baggy pants and just... Just a, I don't give a fuck attitude. Very emo attitude. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, Shruti basically brings Libby to Craig and says, here's the new girl, and she takes off. Craig gives Libby a pile of paper to fill and tells her to go find Hunter on the sales floor, and she'll get her started. So, I do want to, do also want to comment on the sheer insanity that is the immense size of this store's back area and its warehouse. Like I said, keep in mind, this is basically a fucking gap or an American apparel or you know buckle any mall store uh and yet this back area this warehouse and this this network of hallways and tunnels would rival like a fucking walmart super center or a target it's insanely huge for this small little store and I, which um no it just i find it funny because like i said for those of us who work there like such like you know real journeys, estate you have like real estate comes at a premium yeah like you have small little little stock rooms in the back like like famous bars there because again that was a bigger store and they had lots of like it we had it wasn't one giant uh warehouse it was like a bunch of small ones located throughout the store so i just different departments but as far as like your gaps your journeys your like it's you don't have giant fucking warehouses behind the store i, I, I will make one caveat i worked at reebok i don't know if you remember when i worked there also uh and that had a gigantic gigantic back room it was freaking huge it was enormous uh but it was also a pretty big store um you remember when i worked at reebok 
I was going to nursing vaguely, school at the time. Very vaguely, but yes. Yeah, I worked there for about a year. Was yeah, I, I remember. Yes, yeah, so I, mean, I think that, that that was the time I was a little outlet jealous. Mall, outlet mall, outlet mall up in Hazelwood. Okay, because yeah. I want to say I remember something like you guys talking about, like I think like some old Rams or Carlos were coming for to get like their shoes. Yes, they yes, pick up their shoes. yes. Isaac Bruce would come in and like, um, what the fuck was his name? God, he was a defensive defensive lineman or defense player for the Blues. God, he didn't speak hardly any English, but he came <laughs> all the time. And his girlfriend was a fucking smoke show. Didn't speak a lick of English. She was from <laughs> somewhere in, you know, Baltic countries. God damn. Oh well, whatever. Um, yeah, it's it just it's it's just crazy how big the store, the the where, and it's not just the warehouse, but then there's like all these tunnels and hallways that like, it's just a maze back there. And it's like no, you go in the back room and normally it's like there's your warehouse. It's just a door. Like the, on the other side, it's right there. It, it, it's it's ridiculous how big this place yeah, is. Yeah, whatever. Um, so anyway, speaking of the back warehouse, we cut there now and we see a single pair of the new Super Shapers jeans come to life and do like a sit up on the shelf. So kind of like kind of like it's doing the old Undertaker sit up. It just kind of a straight zoop sits right up on the shelf. It's on. And then in the break room, we see some employee is reading a magazine while a YouTube video of some quote unquote famous YouTube fashion influencer plays on her phone. Um, we'll come back to that later. Uh, on the sales room f- floor, uh, Libby finds Hunter, who I guess is supposed to be like the floor manager or like a senior employee or something, head bitch in charge of the floor. She blows off Libby, passes her off to this stuck-up Asian guy named Lord. Also keep in mind, about 90% of all the characters' interactions when they're speaking to each other, it's done over those fucking earpiece and microphones. They're not actually talking to each other face-to-face. Which There's, I thought was hilarious. It is pretty funny because that is how it is now. Everybody's like, come in. I need, uh, uh, Craig, Craig, Craig for Hunter. Come in, Hunter. I need you on blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just, that's about 90% of the dialogue that changes through these fucking earpieces. And I love it because they're not that far away from no, each other. No, there's a bit later that's really good about that. It makes, and it's, it's, it's makes fun pretty funny. Yeah. Because I, mean, I remember seeing that shit like Express and other stores and I'm like, really? I mean, does it, I mean, I get you kind of need to know where people are, but fuck. I get it in the bigger stores. Like, I see, like, Borders or, like, a Target or, like, even when Jen worked at Michael's for a while, uh, you know, the cashier, you know, get people in the back. I get that. But, like, but one of these, these mall stores where you can see the entire store from anywhere in the <laughs> store, you don't need fucking headpieces. I still love it. Um, so, Lord gives Libby the business for her clothes being out of season and tells her to go buy some new ones and be back on the floor by 9 p.m. sharp. Um, everyone is all up and bustly because the company's founder, Harold Landgrove, is coming to see the store to make an announcement and officially launch the new Super Shaper jeans. Uh, people, Libby included, act like this guy is a fucking combination like Elon Musk, Louis Vuitton, and Gandhi or something yeah. like that. Like, that's how this guy's, re- like, kind of perceived and made out to be. Dude, you nailed it. Yeah. Um, so now we cue a montage of Libby doing, like, the, the old pretty woman or, like, They'll try on different clothes montage um, while she's shopping for her new outfit. Um, like I said, for a place that's supposed to be like the leader in fashion and trends and all that, these clothes are fucking basic as shit and boring. I mean, they're just, it's they, everything in here looks like a goddamn street. Go like, I'm going to say Michael's again because I remember for like five bucks. They're just solid color t-shirts. There's no design, no stripes, no graphics, no nothing. Just a solid color shirt that you could get at anywhere, like a fucking gas station probably for $5. And they're like, 
That'd be seventy five dollars for that T shirt, dude. American <laughs> Apparel. That's what, that's what it's like, dude. That's what it's like. I went to an American Apparel store in Kansas City a couple years ago, and I was like, "Holy shit, this place sucks!" You know? I'm just like, everything's so expensive and so fucking basic. Yeah. I found a pair of socks that I like, and I'm like, these socks are kind of cool. How much are they? Twenty dollars. Twenty twenty fucking dollars for one, for pair, one of so- pair of socks. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's part of the joke of this, like the, the kind of that inside Absolutely. joke about the clothes being so basic. But it's it's pretty funny. Um, so while Libby gets some more lip from the guy at the checkout counter, who's also giving her the business, an automated an automated message comes over the PA system that rattles uh, the same pretentious slogan all the employees say throughout this thing, which is "Thanks for shopping at CCC and help and for helping make a better tomorrow today." That's their slogan. Again, it's more pretentious bullshit from a clothing store that acts like it's saving the world. Um, the only reason I even mention that right now is because uh, I did have the subtitles turned on at this point. And even though they say, uh, you know, you know, all that stuff, uh, it's funny. The PA lady comes on and the text reads um, instead of dear valued customers, which what you think they're saying, it says. In the subtitles, it says dead valued customers. So I'm like, wait a minute, is that a typo or is the, the PA system really? Is that they like just a, try and slide that one slide through. that in like a subconscious, uh, uh, you know? Uh, That's kind of funny. So yeah, uh, but then you know, thanks for shopping. Make a better tomorrow today. Blah blah blah. So um, back in the office, Craig himself is giving himself like an intense self motivational prep talk. About how he's gonna make a great regional manager, and that he's the man, and and yeah, he's he's Mr. Corporate, he's the best. Um, and then we cut to the warehouse where one of the employees comes in, grabs a pair of uh, the SS jeans that we saw come to life, uh, but Swipes not, them off the shelf. But just they're just laying there now, then leaves. We go back to Libby, freshen up in the bathroom. Uh, she hides in a stall for some reason. I don't know why she. Well, she hides. was she was getting changed into her new clothes, and she was in her bra. So, I mean, I, I kind of get maybe you're like, oh, maybe, I want some I, privacy. I, I, she's topless, you know. I mean, she wants to. She, okay. She, had, just, she just had her bra on, you know. She was changing her, into her new clothes. Right, but I mean, I don't know. It's a women's room. Every, I don't know. It, it's weird, but. Whatever. Yeah, she hides. Uh, so, uh, where were they? And so, Gemma, uh, Hunter and Gemma enter. They're to enter. Gemma pulls out the SS jeans to change into. Um, there's a bit here with the two of them threatening to report each other for breaking rules to Craig, the robot king. Um, Hunter threatens to report Gemma for taking the 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 new hands sh- the hands off, no touchy mm-hmm. super the super shaper jeans, which is supposed to be under lock and key, basically. Uh, and Gemma Connor is saying that, well, if uh, you report me, Hunter, I'll report you for your sex capades that you have in the back with the muy caliente jailbait kid or whatever. Um, it's not bad, but it's kind of a funny little inter- interaction between the two of them. And that's it. Gemma changes into the SS jeans, but cuts her finger on the zipper as she zips them up. Uh, Hunter says to Gemma, if Robot King catches you, know that I have no part in this. To which Gemma replies, small price to pay for an awesome ass while she rubs her hand on her ass. And I will say, her ass does look pretty awesome. It is it nice. It's a great looking ass. It's, not it's bad. a very good ass shot. Uh, we go back to the sales floor. The store is closed now. All the customers are gone, and the employees are gathered around as Craig starts talking to them. Uh, suddenly, Gemma starts getting stomach pains. Hunter's like, "What's wrong?" And Gemma just thinks that uh, says that that bitch and flows come a week early, and then Locker, she Locker. yeah, and she walks off to the back to go back to the bathroom. But as she walks away, everyone knows that she's wearing the SS jeans because they're like, oh, 
because they see the the Nazi logo on her butt. <laughs> the Nazi logo on her butt. <laughs> uh, this leads to a kind of funny exchange between Gemma and Craig again. Uh, and the scene ends with Gemma going into a bathroom stall to check herself. To plug her hole, as yeah, she put it. Yeah. Um, back on the sales floor, Harold has arrived at this point. He's tossing out shirts to, to adoring and applauding employees. Uh, he then goes into like this church, almost cult-like call and response. He's, he's given to these people uh, before giving a speech about how great the company is and how how the awesome, how the awesomeness that is the new shape, shape, shape super shaper jeans are, uh, and that, uh, that, that the jeans like automatically adapt to the wearer's body size based on like heat or like they they mold to you and they shape you and make you look good. So if good. you're five pounds overweight or five pounds underweight, they it's still will just yeah. it, it, it kind of reminds you of like the fucking. Uh, Self-lacing shoes in Back to the Future 2. Well, you know what it is? It's fucking elastic, man. <laughs> Just put a little elastic. You're it's wh- like amazing. Denim, it's, like, it's like denim mixed with spandex or something. Like, it, it, I don't know. Yeah. Um, man, it's like it really is almost the scariest part of the movie is this weird like cult following he's turned his employees into. He's like doing like be loved and like be loved. Be free, be free, and like be just be to be, and then like they're like chant. He's like, holy shit, these guys are fucking brainwashed zombies. Dude, it, it dude, was creepy. I I totally agree, and it's like a lot of companies do that shit. Starbucks kind of does that shit. You know, Apple does that kind of shit. When I worked at Walking Company, they were kind of like that a little bit. Like their big gift to all the like all of us were like, okay, you guys, you guys are the managers. Thank you so much. Here's your present. Look underneath your seat. It was this big warehouse, but big like showroom in Vegas. I reached under my seat and I pull out this nice, high quality leather jacket. But on the back, it just says "Walking Company" all over the back. I'm like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> like it's a really nice jacket. And we just ruined it with this yeah, horrible I logo. Wear this. No. <laughs> I just gave it to Goodwill as soon as I got home. <laughs> so some homeless guy's got a sweet walking company jacket. There you go. Um, so while Harold gives his speech, Gemma re- realizes while she's in the bathroom that for some reason she can't get the jeans off of her. Uh, and not just that, but they're actually starting to get tighter on her. And Cinching up on that waist. Yeah, the jeans keep tightening more and more around Gemma's waistline. Uh, she's screaming in pain, fighting to get the jeans off. His blood starts oozing out from her waistline. This goes on for a bit. We go back between Gemma and the speech, Gemma and the speech. But basically, you find the jeans tight on her so much that she's literally pretty much cut in half and killed. After she dies, the jeans start to lick slash drink up all the blood. And we see a, a part of the SS logo fills in red. I thought that was awesome. That was a nice so th- the SS logo has like four separate squares. Yeah, the S's are kind of broken up in these sections, and there's like four empty sections of them. And one of them fills in red. I'm like, yeah. ooh, I like that. That's I liked it too. I thought cool that was a cool effect. touch. Because maybe, like, ooh, what's going to happen when it get all four? Yeah, yeah. Like, ooh. Uh, so next, Harold shows them a promo video for the SS jeans that everyone watches. Uh, one of the new girls that came with Harold, uh, that, this girl that came in with Harold is Barbara, who at this point I thought was a rival store manager. Uh, who's also wanted the regional manager job that Craig wants, but I don't know if that's right or if she's just like a corporate, like a lower corporate woman who just doesn't like Craig. Like yeah. there's definitely some kind of rivalry going on between the two, but we see her later and she doesn't, it's not like she's acting like, Oh, she never says I'm getting that regional position. Or she's like, 
She's basically telling Craig, you're never getting it. Like, maybe I, she's like. I think she is a regional manager. Maybe she's already be. one. Yeah, or, or she's like a clever a... one. Just like, I don't like you, Craig. You're not getting right. this. I'm going to, you know, fucking blacklist you or something like that. I, her role is never really explained, but she comes and goes with Harold. So, hell, she might be his fucking assistant or something. I don't know. Right. Gatekeeper or something. Um, so, Harold makes one more big announcement that, the, that YouTube star and influencer Peyton Jewell herself will be coming to the store for a special midnight sneak preview of the new collection and the uh, Super Shaper jeans. And the Peyton Jewel is the YouTube person we saw on the girl's phone earlier. So, Barb and Craig talk about how the store is going to be on lockdown till morning. Uh, so, if the store's on lockdown, how is Peyton Jewel supposed to get in here and do her thing? So, Barb explains that uh, there will be a five-minute window for Peyton to get in, another five-minute window for her to get out, and she'll have one hour in between to do her live fashion haul and preview video, all this, uh, but th- that the video won't get posted till 8 in the morning tomorrow. So it's not going to be live. It's just going to be they'll have time to come in, do your thing, and leave. Harold and Barb then leave the store. The store now goes into its lockdown, which is fucking it, like they treat this place now like it's a goddamn federal prison. Like it is straight locked down. And I'm sorry, but there's no goddamn way that a fucking mall store would be able to do this. Nor do I think it would be legal for them to do this anyway. Just to lock these people in with no communications, just cut off from the world yeah. for like 12 hours. No phones, no internet, no ability to make phone calls. Yeah. It's completely locked down. Yeah, you are. It is, and like the, the the store doors and windows are just get covered by like these giant metal like. Rolling like <laughs> shutters that just come down from like it, I mean it's something you see in like almost like a sci-fi or like uh action movie where it's like going to bound it's locked down just chunk 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 or like mm-hmm. the, in the first uh 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 oh shit what was that movie um purge the first purge maybe has like those metal security things that come down barely lock off the house that's basically what's happening here in this mall store. Um, and then there's some filler about Peyton, you know, that shows some Peyton Jewel YouTube videos. This is more of her. Um, then we get a montage of the employees setting up for the big Monday Madness sale. They're going about their business, setting things up, getting the new the new uh, line, the new season, the new line of clothes set up, which again is just more solid color print, <laughs> like just not print, solid colored T-shirts. Um, there is another. This is kind of what you were talking about earlier, but there's a funny moment here where Craig is talking to Hunter over the earpiece. Um, and Hunter's like, where's Jim? Where'd you go find Jim? And he's all mad. But it turns out, like, they, the way they shoot it, you don't see it at first. So, like, the very final shot, and it turns out, like, Hunter is literally just, like, three feet behind Craig as they're talking to her on the earpiece. And Hunter's Not like, looking at each other. Fine, I'll get him. He's like, whoa, oh, wait. Yeah, just, they were seriously, like, three feet of, like three feet apart talking. But instead of talking to each other, you're going to the earpiece. Um, it's well done, and it's kind of humorous. So, basically, Craig sends Hunter off to find Gemma. Um so I also find it funny that again this just shows more of the pretentious nature of this store and this company that each well you like I said it's a small store you can see everything there's no it's small so but each like quote unquote section of this store based on like the different colors of the clothing isn't just called a section it's like oh you're in the you know you're in the, you want the green section you want the t-shirt section you want no it's and ecosystem yes each section is an ecosystem, ecosystem. like are it. you fucking kidding me with I, I loved it I was like oh that's perfect <laughs> it is it really is perfect but it's like are you fucking kidding me like it's <laughs> it just god damn uh, it's just so much more bu- that, that bullshit pretentiousness coming through it just 
it really will. It's pretty funny. Um, so Hunter goes to the bathroom to look for Gemma. When she gets there, she finds it's, it's empty. There's no trace of Gemma except for the SS jeans she was wearing hanging over a stall door. Hunter then goes over, grabs the jeans, and then she seems to get like hypnotized by the jeans. Like her eyes get you know, like like yeah, glow like, green or something. You see the SS logo in her eye, and it starts to swirl. Yeah, you can tell she's like becoming like entranced by the jeans, and there's their hypnotic pull. Yes. So basically, I guess she didn't decide the jeans will her or tell her that she puts the jeans on. She starts putting the jeans on. And as she puts the jeans on, the legs start flailing around everywhere, like flapping. Like, <laughs> and so she struggles. She finally gets them on she as does they're get flapping them on. all around. Yes. Which would be like red flag. Like, holy shit, why are these jeans flapping around? Like, oh, I think I'm done here. But nope. I guess she's hypnotized. She continues to struggle with them. Which is weird, though. If the jeans wanted her to put them on, why would they be struggling? They're just like, yep, put me on. Like, why would. That's right. A weird that's a good point. Um, get anyway. with it, jeans. Yeah. So. Once Hunter has the jeans on, the legs, her legs just go like fucking ballistic now. Like, like they're twisting and contorting, causing Hunter to spin around and, and she uh, shuffling around all weird. Yeah. Yeah. She's shuffling around all weird. And, uh, hold on a second. That's, uh, that one. Um, and she, so she's spinning around in circles and she trips over her legs. She loses her balance and she falls face first into a clothing rack, which, a hanging hook that impales her right in one of her soft, soft wet eye holes. Uh, Very I'm glad you had that one for yeah. me. We yeah, need a little, we needed a little of that today. Yeah, right, so, right in the eye. Right in the eye. She's dead. Uh, back out front, there's a short scene between Libby and Sharuti about Bollywood music, and like, that's racist. You think I like Bollywood because I'm Indian? Blah blah. It's a bit, but whatever. Yeah, it comes back later. Though. It does come back later. Uh, and then it cuts to one of the security cameras where we see the jeans now crawling like making their way down a hallway kind of like crawling like, like in like an inchworm or just kind of like a right it's really and again for practical effects it's pretty well done and I, I like the way they did it too because it, they use the security camera footage so it's like you can still hide some of the you know it's, a, it's more of a grainy looking yeah, footage a little grainy, yeah. so you can get away probably with like strings and things like that you know that would be picked up on more high definition camera so well done. Yeah, and, and it looks fine. Like I have no problem with the practical effects in there. It doesn't look too cheesy or too bad at all when we see the jeans moving around. Um, so, uh, in the uh, in the spec in the storefront, uh, Craig is starting to freak out about Hunter and Gemma both missing now. So now he sends Libby to go find them. The new girl is like, you know, you're gonna go find them. Uh, we go to the jeans. We see the jeans slither into a cardboard box. As we, as we see Libby enter the bathrooms looking for Hunter and Gemma, Libby looks down and sees a strand of hair sticking out from underneath the sink uh, sink cabinets. Uh, she opens the door, falls back in shock when she sees these severed remains of Gemma, along with like a pile of intestines just crammed into this like under the sink cabinet. Uh, Libby keeps it together pretty well, and she goes back to Craig and tells him, "Um, Gemma's dead." Uh, and takes him to show, you know, takes him to the body to show off or show the body to him. Uh, upon seeing Gemma, Craig just says, wow, I know she had body issues, but it's just so sad that she couldn't reach out for help. <laughs> so tragic. <laughs> so sad. So he's selling this as a fucking suicide. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, like, what? You kill yourself by cutting yourself yeah, in how half? How do you do that? How could you physically even do that? That's and then stop yourself into a... 
Yeah, and then post-death, stuff your dead body parts into a cabinet after you kill yourself by cutting yourself in half. So this guy's gaslighting like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so lady's like, hey, we need to call the police or what you do. But crazy, like, hey, we, we can't because we're in lockdown. There's there's no reception. There's no phones, no internet. And like, again, this would never fucking happen. No store would allow this to happen because of this very reason. <laughs> if something goes wrong. like, But why? I, fuck it. Whatever. Well, I also get the sense that this guy, you, you know, is a little nuts, and he's he does not want anything to encumber the launch of these. Right. He know, doesn't. Yeah. He's Mister Corporate Mister. He wants that promotion. He's going to do everything he can to make sure this goes smoothly. Right. 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 But at the same time, it's like I eh. wish he he's like we can't do that. We got to make sure. Like I kind of wish, like because you're right. There's always going to be some sort of fail safe, some sort of emergency, something there. And of course, he'd be hammering that guy about it. But if I wish he was just more like we got to keep going forward. He kind of was, but he just kind of tried to wash it up. But to, he was also, can't but do he it, it's out of my hands. But at the same time, he was doing it in a way that doesn't come off as like insane, heartless guy. He was mm-hmm. so, so like very like no, you know, he's so like that very PC, very overly nice mm-hmm. and almost like sickeningly nice yeah. attitude about like no, we can't do it. Here's why, blah blah blah. We'll take care of it later. Yeah, like. He had a reason for everything. Like, don't worry. We're still going to take care of her. We're not going to ignore her. We're not going to blow her. We'll have to do it in the right way. So basically, instead of doing something, Craig decides that, you know, if they, if they tell the others, like, we can't do our best because they were just inside a panic. So we just got to keep it to ourselves for now. Um, so Libby's all worried that there's a killer in this store. And again, Craig tells her that there's no killer unless you consider Gemma a killer, a killer of herself. <laughs> And again, I just like I love the fact that he just thinks that he killed herself and shoved her into a herself into a cabinet after she fucking died. Um, anyway, he does convince Libby through guilt and like kind of semi threats to help him hide the body until the lockdown is over. Like it's the nicest threats he says in the nicest way, but there is like an underlying threat there, right? Um, so they just dump Gemma's body parts into like a large like laundry cart, like one of those big like pushings you see in like hotels, like. And the old prison movies, people would hide in there and cover themselves. They were like <laughs> sheets to escape. One of those big things. Um, and then they basically push her in a back hallway somewhere and cover her with a tarp. And um, while they push it, Craig continues to try to reassure Libby. And he even promised her a better... He's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to give you a better employee discount. You know, basically trying to buy her silence with more clothing and discounts. Uh, we cut to Libby now back in the storefront working and she's kind of like watching everyone. You get that? Yeah, like, there's everyone's a, mur- a suspect. There's a murderer, absolutely. The old Jamie Kennedy yes. screen, like, everyone's a suspect. Uh, that thing. So now we go to Lord, the Asian guy. He's in the back. He opens the box that the SS jeans had crawled into. He sees the jeans. He snatches them up. And, Ooh. It's like, he's like going with the, the, the one the ring. ring. Like, oh, my <laughs> precious. And he, he quickly leaves the sales floor and heads back to the back warehouse. He's standing there, he's staring at the jeans, which now have two red filled-in sections instead of the one from before. Uh, he, too, like, kind of seems to get hypnotized by it. You don't want to see, we don't see his eyes change. But yeah, we, but he definitely kinda, has... But he's, he's still there staring there. Kind of going to a trance. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he, he, he heads further back into the warehouse, further away from everybody else. Um, he, so he's standing there, he holds the jeans up in front of him, he unzips them, and that's when the jeans come to life again. Excuse me. Uh, the zipper zips itself up so fast it cuts Lord some clean, clean off. off. Blood sprays everywhere. He's screeching like because he's you know this 
I love the way he freaks out because he, he's a gay Asian guy, so it's kind of a feminine, and he's like freaking out, and he's just it's kind of hilarious the way he's screaming and at carrying on. Um, the jeans then he drops the jeans to the floor. The jeans then leap up off the floor, like cry, they pounce on, they leap up on, latch on to Lord's left hand, and like bites his hand <laughs> off. And like eats his hand or something, just, just clean, just up, clean, clean up. up. More blood spraying like his stumps there. He's like, Aah! and the blood's flying over, spraying the wall, spraying his face. He's screaming, freaking out. The jeans still not done yet. They then jump back up and latch on to his right hand. Now they bite that off as well. So now he's got no hand. Two blade stumps, blood's flying everywhere. He's everywhere, screaming. just just getting covered just in blood. Just covered and in the, blood. It's like the jeans waist, the open waist is like the A mouth, mouth. Yeah. and like the pockets are almost like eyes. The, the ass pockets. The ass pockets yeah. are basically like it eyes. Looks, it, again, for killer jeans, it looks pretty good. It's I pretty will, funny. It's pretty funny. It's great. Um, so after biting off and eating Lord's hands, the jeans fall to the floor where they hiss at Lord. And Lord, and then I guess they snarl at him too. And they, we see, like, sharp teeth appear in the waistline for a little bit. And then uh, the jeans uh, leap at him again. They jump up at Lord again. This time they latch onto and wrap around his neck. Uh, the jeans dig its teeth into Lord's neck. And then with the with their teeth logged into his neck, they, like, do, like, a it's quick spin. spin, which, like, slits his throat wide open. More blood just everywhere. And uh, buckets of blood spray out. Uh, of his neck as Lord falls to the floor dead. And then we just see the jeans begin to like slurp up all the bu- <laughs> all the blood and uh, on the floor. And then we see another section of the SS logo fill in red. So that's three of the four now filled in. Up front, Craig is losing his shit because now Lord won't answer his earpiece. He's three people down. Yeah, he's three people down. So he storms off to the back area. Seeing this, Libby follows him into the back. In the warehouse, Craig finds a single cardboard box sitting in the middle of the floor. He goes over to it, kneels down, opens it up, and inside finds Lord's severed hands and head. <laughs> um, so I guess the parents didn't eat the hands. They just come. I don't know. Uh, Libby walks up, looks into the box while Craig is reciting the store's like nonsense uh, B to B mantra. Like that's his soothing. He's like B to B, B to B, B to B, B to B. I'm like, what the. <laughs> this is so perfectly pretentious and nonsensical, but yet at the same time, it's a great, like, weird mantra for the store to have. Mm. Um, so, seeing this again, she wants to call the cops. Craig still won't let her do that, but this time says that he's going to call Harold instead because Harold won't know what to do. <laughs> I guess, about, okay, sure. And he, the Harold will advise him on the best course of action. So the two of them head off together. And he lets Libby, like, leave, like, all right, Libby, after you, we'll go call Harold. As soon as Libby walks past him, Craig grabs a mannequin leg, bashes Libby over the back of the head with it, knocking her unconscious. We cut back to the front doors where the automatic lockdown deactivates so Peyton Jewel and her small film crew can enter the store. The YouTube star. The YouTube star. Yeah, so now we officially meet Peyton Jewel, who is just annoying and full of herself narcissistic and thinks she's like Beyonce level famous just like nearly every other fucking YouTube star on the planet fucking YouTube stars are so weird Um, 
I just I, don't understand it. I, I can't stand I, about 90% this, of them. This is where I'm just like a fuddy-duddy. I'm an yeah. old fuddy-duddy. And <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to wear a Hawaiian shirt when I go on vacation, goddammit, because I feel like I identify better with that now. <laughs> I'm just an old fat man. I'm just enjoying my life because I don't understand this YouTube shit at all. I do like YouTube. I do follow a few things. But yeah. I just don't understand the gravitas some of these like influencers get. Yeah, like, I don't I, like, how, how understand. How some of these fucking people on YouTube are bigger celebrities or at least think they're bigger celebrities than like fucking like Chris Evans or Scar Johansson or like fucking Robert Downey Jr., Tom Cruise, like these. I like how all, almost all of them were like Marvel Universe. I know. I, I, guess, I guess I'm saying that like no. Oh look, that was Marvel too. Oh shit, he was Marvel too. Fuck, who was in the Marvel? Uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. He was in Marvel. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Like these major celebrities, and like, but yeah, I don't get it either. I most of them drive me fucking insane. And I, just like the store, they're pretentious and full of themselves. Except for Milo, except for Milo Pantone, and great. think they're bigger than they are. Um, but anyway, so Peyton and her her, her crew come in now. Um, Peyton sees the poster for the SS jeans, and um, oh, and Barb's with him too. By the way, Barb's also there. Um. So it, that's why I think I don't think she's a regional manager. I don't know if she's. I think think she works with corporate or something. Sure. I think she's yeah, but anyway, um, Peyton sees a poster for the SS jeans and demands that she gets to try on a pair right now. So Craig rushes off to get her a pair while Barb deals with Peyton and gives her a bunch of like super exclusive CCC merch, which I guess is a leather jacket with CCC logo on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the exclusive shit. Um, so. Craig Pat grabs a pair of the SS jeans from the back, heads back to Peyton, who has already started filming. Uh, we see Peyton standing in front of a wall of hanging jeans behind her, talking to the camera. Barb leaves Peyton and her crew to film and heads to the back and goes into the office. Uh, as Peyton talks to the camera about how amazing the SS jeans are, we see the middle pair of jeans hanging behind her start to come to life. They have the three little squares filled in. Yes. yes so you know do. it's the killer jeans. Yes. Uh, so the camera girl uh, and the sound guy look kind of confused and shocked to see this happening. Um, as as the the as kind of pain, like, like we see the legs that just start to wrap around her neck, and pain like what the fuck. Um, pain starts to turn around to look look back, and that's when the jeans leap off the hanger and tighten around uh, around pain's neck like an anaconda. Uh, they tighten and tighten and then jerk upwards, snapping Peyton's neck, killing her instantly. And I yeah. gotta say, I was kind of hoping we were gonna see Peyton's head just pop off instead. Uh, I was yeah. hoping for like the head pop off. I liked it because it, it re- the legs wrapped around the legs like did a twist eye, like yeah, twisted, like, twisted, like twisted, twisted. Yeah, the yeah, like twist did like a the twist and then yanked her neck and break, and her head was turning purple. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good effect. The head was like you could see the circulation being cut off. I wasn't necessarily sold on the head pop. But now when you mention it, that would have been pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I, I would love to see the head I pop. I feel like they were. We, maybe they shouldn't have done that considering they already kind of teased it with the teeth and Lord, you know, getting almost his head cut off. Yeah. But still, it was good. I, I mean, liked it. I mean, I guess there's limitations but with their budget, but still, like, a, a, a head pop off would have been awesome right there. Uh, at this point, the film crew and all the other employees have stopped in their tracks and are just watching in shocked confusion at what just happened. Uh, the jeans release their grip on Peyton and then stand fully up. So this is the first time we see the jeans actually like, stand up. Um, they leap on top of one of the clothing displays. The jeans and the peep, all the people there just kind of stand there looking at each like, other for a moment. I'm like, oh, what the shit. fuck? The jeans like, ooh, 
Frey and everybody's like, what the fuck? We got magic. Like, they're Gene. What's happening? Um, and then right before the Jeans launch themselves, um, and then that the Jeans launch themselves at the camera girl who screams, ah! and it cuts away. And then we just basically see like, um, some like weird B footage, but it just still shots. But uh, like the Jeans going, as the Jeans are going on this massive murder spree. It's killing everybody. Just killing yeah. every single person on the sales room floor. Sadly, we don't see any, but we just see like, we just like, people like, running oh, by screaming. You see a, a few blood, like, by, or, you see like a blood splat. Oh, and it shows the, uh, a close of like, uh, of the, the camera, the camera girl's camera that's on the floor now. It, it's still recording all of it, but it's on the floor. But you don't see it. That's all you see. We cut to Libby waking up in the back as Saruti pushes a cart down the back hallway. Craig returns to the floor with his S with the SS jeans for pain. Which, by the way, like this is the one time where like, like he was gone so long to get one pair. He should have been gone and back by now. But like the amount of time he was gone is kind of ridiculous. Which is <laughs> yeah, it just shows how big, like, how far away did he have to go to get these jeans in this shop? Um. So, uh, he comes back and finds the place a total mess. Uh, there's blood on the floor. He sees the jeans, like, again, drinking <laughs> up a large pool of blood. And seeing this crazy, like, he doesn't say anything. He's like, oh. And he just slowly backs away and slowly closes the door behind him without ever getting seen by the jeans. And, and then he takes off running down the hallway, uh, which is weird because that's – what the jeans hear like the jeans can hear him running down the hallway in the back but throughout this entire movie when people are screaming bloody murdering the warehouse in the bathroom and like you had like 20 people just getting massacred in the store in front nobody hears that <laughs> nobody hears like holy shit what's happening out there everybody's screaming and dying nobody hears their counseling but the jeans can hear one set of footsteps running down a hallway like on the other side of the door on the wall like it's, what it's, it's hard to question the uh, hearing ability of jeans right who knows who maybe knows? they're great here. maybe they got great maybe ears maybe they're like dogs and cats maybe they do it's supernatural but still the fact that nobody like Craig Libby nobody hears everybody screaming well Libby was unconscious Craig was way in the back and uh, the Indian girls listened to music that's the only thing I'm just okay. playing no, devil's no, advocate no you're right I mean there's I guess that could be yeah I mean that could be their excuse right now uh, I'll give you that. Okay. Um, I don't know, but people, nobody heard Lord screaming. Nobody heard any of Anyway. Um, so, uh, anyway, at this point, uh, Craig, he runs for the office. Craig goes where he finds Barb, who has no clue what's happening, apparently, because she's been the office. So, again, she should have heard it. Um, and that's where the security monitors are. She could have seen it. Right. But, but I guess she wasn't looking at the monitors. Uh, Barb just starts berating Craig for whatever reason. It's like, you suck. You're terrible. Because he's all rattled. He's, he's trying to keep it together. We can tell he's all fucking rattled yeah. and stressed out because obviously people just got killed by jeans. By jeans. But he's trying to keep his shit together and she just sees him as like falling apart probably because of the pressure of opening up yeah, this new line. She and she's too. like, you're fucking pathetic. You're not going to be a regional manager. You're washed up. Yeah. And then yeah. she goes to leave and Craig, no, 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 stop, stop. stop. You can't go out there. Um, and he looks on the security monitors and sees the jeans crawling down the hallway outside the door. Right outside their door, yeah. Barb continues just to lay in the Craig, saying that he's he has no chance at the regional manager's job, calls him a pathetic little store manager, and that's all he's ever gonna be. This really, won't you see it really rattle Craig? Like it hits him hard. He's like, 
it's always get like, oh, it breaks his heart. Like he comes and realizes, like, oh my god, I'm never gonna be anything higher. But then, uh, Barb's like, are we done here? And at that, uh, then Craig snaps. So I'm inside him snaps at that point because you can see this almost sickening like smile just kind of creep up onto his face. And he's like, oh yes, yes indeed, we're done. And Barb. And he lets her go. Barb walks out the door, closes it behind her, saying, or right before she says, never send a boy to do a women's job. And then she turns and leaves the uh, leaves the office. After she leaves, leaves, Craig turns to the security monitors and watches her goes down the hallway, this right the same direction the jeans went. So she's right there, right following the jeans. And then we just hear Barb screaming <laughs> as she's killed off screen while Craig watches and smiles, watching the monitors as she's dying. And we just see like her bloody shoe in the hallway, and that's it. <laughs> so like, oh, it's getting dark. <laughs> it's getting weird. It's getting weird. Craig's Craig's losing it. Sharuti uh, returns to the sales floor while listening to her headphones and singing along with her Bollywood music. Uh, this go she goes about her work for a while as the jeans start to creep up behind her. But when as they, the jeans get close to her, yes, as the jeans start getting closer, they can start hearing her Bollywood music through her headphones. And this entices the jeans to stand up and start dancing. Bollywood style Straight dancing. Bollywood dancing sentient jeans <laughs> uh, going on. And Sharuti's completely oblivious to this. Uh, and we do see all this is still being recorded by the ca- the phone, the camera, not phone, the camera that's still on the floor that no one's noticed that's still recording all of this. Sharuti's totally oblivious to the jeans dancing behind her. Her alarm goes off on her phone, and she looks at it like, and she's like, all right, break time. And she just walks off, and the jeans just kind of stand there behind her and watch her leave. Uh, the jeans then turns attention to the half mannequin that Sharuti was setting up on a display case. We cut to a close-up of the man- a mannequin hand being dipped in blood, and then the blood-covered fingers placing a red blood dot on the forehead of a mannequin on the forehead of a mannequin head. To uh, to basically make it... I'm, yeah. Okay, uh, I'll let you get to it. Yeah, I got I got a whole thing about this coming up. Uh, oh, I guess we can do it now. Uh, so... Well, yeah, I, the, the little ahead. red dot in the it's middle, the obviously, is the bindi. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um... So, for, I had to pass my, my education moment. I got this thing on... So, the Hindu bindi, for those of you who don't know, I always wonder what that red dot is. It's called a bindi. Uh, the bindi, uh, meaning... Point, drop, dot, or small particle is a colored dot worn on the center of the forehead originally by Hindus and Jains, J-A-I-N-S, from the Indian subcontinent. The word bindi dates back to the hymn of creation known as Nasadiya Sukta uh, in the Rigveda Mandala 10. Uh, Bindu is considered the point at which creation begins and may become unity. It is also described as the sacred symbol of the cosmos in its unmanifested state. Uh, Bindi is a bright dot of color applied to the center of the forehead, close to the eyebrows or in the middle of the forehead. Traditionally, the area between the eyebrows where the Bindi is placed is said to be the sixth chakra or the Ajna, uh, the seat of concealed wisdom. The Bindi is said to retain energy and strengthen concentration. The Bindi also represents the third eye. Uh, In Hinduism, the color uh, is normally red or maroon, and these colors represent honor, love, and prosperity, hence it's worn to symbolize these aspects as well. I'm very... uh, which is why a lot of times the Bindi is traditionally worn by women for religious purposes and also indicate that they are married against going on the love and honor they spouse. So there's a little bit of 
your education more on the bindi this yeah week. thanks you know I, I always just thought it was a sign of uh like almost like marriage you know like i'm, I'm um and well, it was always usually is. women and you know it, it it is but i didn't know there was all that extra yeah stuff that went with and there's it. a whole lot more but i cut down to those, that just cut, cut sure that and you know that's bit. something it's interesting because i'm you know I, I i like to think of myself as someone who you know knows a lot about different cultures and stuff like that but i don't know hardly anything about like indian culture really yeah I don't that's, know that's one i'm just i'm kind of oblivious to um not by any like means it just just happens to be so uh where were we uh bindi, so, yeah, mannequin, bindi. Bindi. Mannequin, yeah. mannequin we see a mannequin hand place a bindi on a mannequin head uh we jump back to libby who is finally up and wandering around again she goes to the salesroom floor, finds the complete mess, but everybody's gone and it's abandoned. She does find the video camera on the floor. She picks up and starts watching back some of the footage. After which, she goes to the break room to get Saruti, where she shows Saruti the, all, all the record footage of the jeans killing Peyton and, the, and then dancing behind her. They hear the automated doors, door locks opening again, which this is where they're opening for Peyton and her crew to leave. So... Uh, they take off running to the front doors, but they don't reach the doors in time, and they see them close and lock rise the region. So again, that makes me wonder how fucking big this place is. Yes, because they because looked, they said they, five minutes. They looked at the clock, and it was eleven fifty-five. Yes, and they just missed the the so door it took shutting them down. Five minutes to get to the break room to the front door of a fucking mall Gap store. Basically, fucking, are you kidding me? Like people run, like you know five minute miles all the time it's yeah. like how like and i'm sure they were hauling ass i'm not saying but it's you're basically saying it's close to a mile yes a five it took him more than five minutes to get from the break room to the front door because you have killer fucking jeans you're gonna be booking your ass off yes. to get out of there yes so we're, let's let's even say half a mile that's a fucking giant piece of, like, real estate. Yeah, Jesus that's what I'm Christ. talking about. That's what I'm saying this whole time. This place is like a goddamn Amazon fulfillment center or something. <laughs> it's just a, it's just huge. It, it's unbelievable. So, um, but yeah, so the door's locked again and they're stuck inside. They run for the back doors now, which are also locked and sealed. Sharuti tries calling people on her earpieces but gets no response from anyone. Uh, Shuri then tells Libby that they have to get to the office uh, for some reason, and they go back and they, they, they go have, to the office. Has a, well, she gets a hold of um, what's his name, uh, the 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 manager. Craig. Can't, yes, she gets a hold of Craig, and he's like, "I'm in the office." Oh, and, I didn't you know. know that. Okay, but, I missed that part. You know, the little gal. She's like, she's like, I don't want to fucking go because she got fucking mollywopped in the head with a goddamn mannequin leg. Yeah. So she's like, I don't know. Let's not go. But Saruti's like, look, it's got a <laughs> lock. On the door, it's a lot better than being exposed. So that's okay, why I miss. I guess I missed that exchange. In. Okay, makes sense. Uh, they reach the office. Craig lets them in after a moment of hesitation. He's like, mm, but he does let him in. After some talking, Libby comes up with the idea of playing the Bollywood music over the PA system, which will lure out the jeans and let them see where they are on the cameras. Uh, this actually works, uh, but they what they were not expecting is now that the jeans. The jeans have now attached themselves to the upper half of a mannequin. The mannequin with the bindi. With the bindi on it. So they're walking around like it's like a like a living mannequin now. You got just possessed uh well for the jeans way- on the bottom and like and then there's a white stiff mannequin on top of the red shirt on. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's kind of cool. I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's just dancing in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, it's just the legs dance because the man is completely stiff. The arms aren't moving, but you just have this legs, these legs like doing this like this Bollywood dance down the hallway. Um, it's it's quite the sight to behold. It's pretty. <laughs> I gotta say, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, so they watch the dancing Gene Manigan hybrid dance his way down the halls. Libby turns off the music. The Gene stop dancing. And Libby now tries to talk to the jeans. The jeans, pissed that the music stopped, starts banging against the office door. So Libby turns the music back on. The jeans start dancing again. Um, she, Libby comes up with the idea of having Sharuti try talking to the jeans in Hindi. Because, of course, because Sharuti's Indian, she automatically knows how to speak Hindi. I did like that because she even brought that up. She goes, oh, just because I'm Indian, I means I know how to. She goes, there's 137 different languages spoke there. And I'm like, okay, do you speak one of them? She's like, yes. <laughs> I speak Hindi and Farsi, you know, whatever it was. Um, so where was I? Uh, yeah, so uh, this actually works. The genes actually seem to respond to Shruti, who asks the genes what they want. Uh, the genes then go and get a, a bloody severed hand and use that to write on the walls in blood. Uh, the, the, they, so basically, the, they learn that the genes are named uh, Kirat, K-E-E-R-A-T. Kirat? Kirat? It was more like Kirat. Kirat? 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 I don't know. It was like Kirat. Which is a girl's name in Hindi. Uh, this scene drags on for a bit. They, mm-hmm. they're just talking. Yeah. So here's basically the cliff notes of what happens. Uh, they learned that uh, Kirit was a, was the little girl we saw in the opening of the movie working in the cotton fields. We see a flashback of her that she gets killed by the cotton grinder machine when her head covering gets caught in the blades and she's pulled into the machine head for and she's killed and that she was 13 years old when she died. Uh, Libby confronts Craig about the CCC and its supposed use of free trade and and the policy of never using sweatshops and and GMOs and and child labor. I love so much. Like you use GMOs, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is which is like more hilarious. Child labor, like child labor, but you use GMOs. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. So at this point, Craig basically he finally snaps and he comes clean, saying it's all a lie. Uh, so. Which I also find funny because he's just a lowly store manager. Like those kind of like massive corporate secrets and lies would be only be known by like the owners, like the executive board, like the really high ups. No, like no, there's no way that that shit would like any low level employee would know that shit. You know? Yeah, I like, agree. You, but at the same time, I don't. I, I really don't mind that much. But because it's funny, because he's like, it's all a scam. It's all a lie. How do we make five dollar jeans and sell them for a hundred and fifty dollars? Yeah. How do you think we do that? Yeah, but um, so anyway, Libby and Shruti decide that they have to help Kirit and ask her what they can do to help. Kirit points to the words "justice" that are written on the wall in Hindi and blood on in Hindi. Um. Libby and Shri are like, okay, uh, so they brave up, and they actually leave the office. They go out into the hall to face Kirit in the hallway. Libby and Shruti convince Kirit to tell them the whole story that they, so they can film it on the camera and tell the world what happened. So, but before they can get started, they're, they're like, all right, Kirit, here we go. Tell us your story. And right before Kirit can do anything, um, 
Up pops Craig from behind and blasts Kira with a fire extinguisher. The blast knocks the mannequin body off the jeans, which breaks apart when it hits the floor. And the jeans then, like, flee, scurry, or whatever, around the corner and disappear. Basically fly. <laughs> yeah, they always do kind of fly. Um, Craig and Libby get into an argument about his actions, uh, but Shruti breaks up, asking how many more pairs of those jeans are there. And Craig says 175. Yeah, he's like, well, how, how many of them are possessed? You yeah, know, how well, many, yeah. Um, at this point, the power goes out. Craig runs back into the office and locks himself in. Shruti and Shruti and Libby decide to head back to the warehouse to make sure none of the other jeans are alive. And on that cue, we see another pair of jeans come to life and hop down off the shelf. As they slowly make their way back down the dark corridors, they pass blood-covered clothing cards and see several blood trails that lead them to a stack of jeans um as they watch another pair of jeans on the stack comes to life falls to the floor and slithers it slithers away using the flashlight they follow the slithering jeans which leads them to a pile of dead bodies that have all been just <laughs> piled up in this back room and on top of the pile of bodies are just like half a dozen jeans just like Sucking the just, blood of all these bodies, just slurping them. Yeah, like like leeches. And it, again, it's pretty cool. Like ah, uh, like it's a good like. You take out like okay, it's a good visual. You get past the fact that they're jeans, but overall, like <laughs> it's a scary. Right? It's a good scary visual. Uh, Libby and Shruti slowly back away without being seen or heard. They go back. They start to go back the way they came, but find that a chain link gate has now been closed and locked, um, blocking them off. Craig pops up, demanding that they hand over the video camera with all the recorded footage on it. Uh, they all hear a banging coming from the doors that Living Street closed behind them. Craig tells them that any minute now those jeans are going to burst through that door. It's either you or the camera. Lydia says, fine. She takes the camera from Shruti, but she takes a few steps back from the gate and says, Craig, come and get it. And then she turns and walks away into the darkness towards the banging sounds coming from behind him. Craig's like, fuck, or fire away. He locks the doors and he follows after them. Craig winds around the dark, calling out for the girls, asking for the camera, and even offering them a raise at this point. He's still holding <laughs> on to that corner, like, I'll give you guys a raise. But he's gone full, like, Jack Nicholson in uh, The Shining. Shining. Yeah, like, he's, just he's, full, yeah. full crazy. Yeah, he's crazy at this point. Shruti, they're back in the warehouse. Shruti pops up saying, okay, Craig, you win. And tosses the camera like, down at his feet. So here it is. Uh, Craig then pulls out, I think, a pair of scissors and stabs Shruti in the neck with him, just killing her. She's dead. Yeah, she doesn't even get a chance. Like, no. she's trying to, like, outfox him, and she's like, fuck it. Bam! Bam! You're dead! <laughs> dead. Um, so Craig then picks up the camera, looks at it, and the screen just says, no SD card. Uh, he screams in frustration, which alerts the genes to his location. And I do have to say, though, at this point, the movie gets really dark, and not like, not like subject matter wise, but like just visually, it's very dark. Mm -hmm. It's hard to see what's happening clearly. So I do, we do see Libby kind of peek out from her hiding spot, and she sees like several genes like walking in a line, like away from her, like I guess going towards Craig or going somewhere. Uh, so she sneaks out from behind the spot, but as soon as she gets out, she gets grabbed from behind by Craig, who exits completely lost his mind. He calls the store more than just clothes, but it's an ecosystem of life. <laughs> and as he and as he start and he just starts choking Libby out from behind, like just throwing like 
like sleeper like hole, like rear her off the ground. Yeah. She's a little girl. Little, she's small, she's small, yeah. very small, and she's like maybe eighteen. You know, like just yeah. old enough to be an 18, adult. Eighteen, nineteen, you know, like just early tiny. college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and yeah, and he's he's just choking the shit out. Libby cries out like Kareem justice, but Craig continues to choke her out until it, and Libby just goes limp and dies. Uh, he drops her body. And he starts to leave, but he's cut off by like three or four living killer genes. Now I don't know if this is if I'm just imagining this or if this actually happens, but <laughs> the genes then like look kind of almost form like a protective circle around Libby's body. They're walking towards sure Craig, and they walk right past her, and they're kind of like it almost looks, it looks as like if that, but or yes. I can't tell if they're actually doing it or if they're just like walking over her body, and they're spaced out in a weird way that looks uh, like. That. I, I'm okay with either one. I think. It, considering she Kareet was a you know murdered essentially not, you know died because of this company mm-hmm. you know and then they see this you know guy who wants to be nothing but a corporate stooge you know <laughs> corporate to the fucking core choke out another girl you know they're like fuck that we're gonna protect her so yeah. maybe that's I'm okay so, with that yeah I'm okay yeah. with the one I just don't know for sure yeah, yeah. it's I mean, not but, really clear yeah so um, basically, but what happens next is just kind of awesome, <laughs> um, because it, it's certainly never thing I've ever seen before, uh, and that, that's a lot for this movie because I've never seen killer jeans either. But the jeans in the front, the front, which might be Kareet, I guess we don't know, um, but they straight up do a flying drop kick to Craig <laughs> and send him flying backwards <laughs> into the shadows. I'm like, what? So Killer G just do a flying like missile drop kick. Love it to Craig. I I burn like ah, I love it too. At this point, all of the jeans pounce on Craig, and just like he just buried under a pile of jeans. jeans. Yeah, they're all hissing and slurping and sucking at him. He's screaming. He's, and when they're all done with him, all that's left is a bloody skeleton with like bulging eyes, and like chunks of flesh on it. Still. Yeah, like it's it's pretty cool. It's looking. like piranhas, just like just like yeah, a piranha yeah. It's frenzy. a great way of putting it. Uh, Libby wakes up, but kind of plays dead as all the genes just walk past her and like out of the warehouse. Once they're all gone, Libby gets up. She looks over, sees what's left of Craig's corpse, and then kind of sneaks away. Libby runs down the dark hallways back to the sales floor as the power comes back on, uh, and she's on and she's in. So now she's on the sales floor. G, lights are on, and she sees all the jeans now just standing like they were set up on display for the Monday Madness sale. Like on, there's like there's like an aisle, like there's like uh, like uh, on, like statues, just like you know mm-hmm. they're all sta- standing, standing in a row, perfect line, mm-hmm. right there, like they're all on display. Um. She slowly starts walking up to the jeans, walking down this like corridor of like the line of jeans towards Crete, which is like in the middle, like looking at the front doors or something. I don't know. They're all looking at the front doors or Crete is. Libby begs with Crete not to do this as the sounds of the distant crowd is heard approaching. Yeah. So people are, you know, it's about to open it's the like, big new line. Yeah, so it, there's like, you know, like, it's like, like Black Friday. Right. Or, or like a new iPhone launch or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. People are waiting outside, pounding on the doors. They're on their way. They're not yeah. there yet, but you can hear them coming. Um, Libby, uh, basically saying Libby, these, or Libby says these people haven't done anything. These are innocent people. This is not justice. The automatic door locks beep and release and the lockdown's over. The rolling metal shutters slowly start to rise up and we see, uh, you know, just all these feet, like just 
like Tons dozens of people, and dozens yeah. of people yeah, were on the other side waiting to get in. Um, Libby's like, no, don't do this. The 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 metal shirt is rising completely up. The the crowd's about to come crazy. Like, Libby's like, no, and she rushes to the front doors, throws herself against the doors, trying with all her might to keep them closing to hold back this this mob, crazy mob of, of shoppers that are determined to get in. But and then like the jeans, like a military unit, just all turn in unison and face the door, which. I'm pretty, I don't know, but some of those trials had somebody in that crowd had to have seen those jeans just come to life. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> nope, you can ha- I- leave. But no, everybody doesn't. Somehow, they- nobody sees that. Libby's begging and pleading with the crowd. I was like, no, guys, you can't. Don't come in. You can go away. Um, but she is easily and quickly overpowered. The doors they burst, burst open. Through. The, the crazed shoppers. The doors and the crazy shoppers send Libby flying to the floor where she bashes her head on the floor as mindless shoppers rush by her and over her. Lily lays there gasping for breath as the shoppers run into the ravenous jeans. The screams of all the shoppers are heard as we see a large pool of blood slowly start oozing out from Libby's head. Yeah. As Libby lays there bleeding from her head and her bre- with her breathing getting slower and shallower, we see the blood. Do we see blood is splattering and spraying Giant on the Giant splatters wall. all over like the slogans and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's a CCC logans and posters, just blood spraying everywhere. Um, Libby reaches into her pocket to pull and pulls something out in her hand. The massacre ends. All goes quiet. Libby's hand goes limp. She dies, and her hand relaxes. And we see she's holding the SD card for the camera in her hand. Blackout. Roll credits. That's slacks. Uh, during the credits, there are some behind-the-scenes footage of how they made the jeans move and dance, along with some other bloopers and outtakes. Um, but at the very, very end of the credits, the muy caliente jailbait kid comes out from like the fitting rooms, completely oblivious to what happened. He's like, "Hello, hello." Anybody like? And it's like this broken, like Spanish English, like very like he can't not he can't, doesn't speak much. Uh, he's like, hello, anybody there? And and then just cuts the black again. And there's like bloody handprints on the wall by where he comes out. And that's it. That's that's slacks, guys. So uh, it's kind of a fun little ride, but let's move on to our favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. The kills were pretty good. They were. I was surprised. I, I was very... I was really worried about when you're telling me I'm going to watch a movie about killer jeans yeah. <laughs> or killer pants. I'm like, okay... Okay, strangulation. Okay, check. I know that's gonna happen. I know there's gonna be a cinching of the waist. Okay, check. I know that's gonna happen. But I'm like, what? I'm like, what else can we fucking do? Yeah. But they nailed it. They did it good. Is. So what you got? So, yeah, my favorite is gonna have to be Lord. You know, mm-hmm. getting his hands mm-hmm. cut off, his thumb cut off, one hand cut off, the other hand cut off. And this is where we see this, like, the true sentient nature of the jeans and using its waist as a <laughs> mouth and, the, you know, the butt pockets, his butt pockets eyes, eyes and, yeah. you know, the hiss. And, like, this is hilarious. Plus, the actor Lord sold it. Yeah. You know, he was he was over the top crazy with it, which was pretty funny. And it, the blood is, you can tell it's it's. It's so much ridiculous fake blood. It was so much fun. It was almost like a throwback to trauma in a way, like how the effects were done. Uh, so that was my favorite kill. Uh, I got I'm not no deviation this week. I agree. Lord was my favorite as well. Gemma was pretty good too. I just wish we saw more of her getting cut in half. But, I agree. But for yeah. an opening kill, I was, I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm a board. It's a good opening yeah. way to go. But Lord by far was my favorite. That was just 
crazy to watch. Um, the blood, so much blood speed, but it was good looking blood too for the most part. It wasn't like the cheap, like overly watered down mm. Kool Aid looking blood. It had a good color to a good character. It looked great. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll save some more of that for later. My, but uh, so that's it. Yeah, we agree. Favorite kills this week is uh, uh, both Lord. So let's move on to the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right. So ratings, IMDb gives it a five point three out of ten. Um. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Aaron. Actually, I'm gonna make you guess on this one. What do you think Rotten Tomatoes? Gave it on the thermometer. So it has a thermometer reading. It does. It so, is okay. on the thermometer. Uh, I'm going to guess it actually went pretty high. I'm going to go 75. Well, I'm glad you went high, but you didn't go high enough. 97%. Wow. What the fuck? This thing might be like the Schindler's List, apparently. <laughs> My God. My God. I have never seen a, high, a movie rated this high on our show before. And that's never happened. This is the highest rated movie in Rotten Tomatoes ever on our show. That's crazy. That is insane. It's super crazy. Super crazy. Super crazy. Uh, <laughs> but in comparison, it only has a 44% audience score. Um, Amazon gives it a 3.8 out of 5. Uh, plot keywords, there are only one. Only one. Jeans. One. Ding, ding, ding. Boom. <laughs> Home run for Aaron. <laughs> uh, trivia, uh, I couldn't find anything on it. Budget, I couldn't find anything Dang. about it. I mean, it's still relatively new and kind of indie. So, uh, that uh, so that's it. Yeah, moving. So that bring, does bring us to Immortal Combat Combat. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat Combat? All right, so Mortal Kombat Combat this week. It's going to go pretty quickly, Ken. Uh, so there's only 21 total reviews on Amazon. Uh, it's a very one-sided battle this week. 33% uh, are five-star, with only 7% being one-star. Wow. So um, the people that actually wrote reviews down... Uh, written for five stars. We have Joel Alonzo writes, excellent use of blood and gore. No real premise. Uh, who would have thought killer genes? No happy ending. Finally, better than expected. Five stars. Uh, Ant Long writes, this is a decent movie. The semi-original premise. The acting isn't nominable. Five stars. Dude, you people. You people. <laughs> you get better understanding what consists of a five-star review. That is at best a three-star review. It's not bad. It's decent. And the acting is not nominable, but it's not atrocious. I mean, come on. That is not five stars. Well, my favorite five stars was like, haven't seen it, but like the trailer. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> haven't seen it. Five stars. Uh, from Mackie writes, it's not a waste of life like a lot of comedy horror. I really, uh, waste of time like a lot of comedy horror. I really liked it. And having worked retail a good portion of my 20s, I say it's the accuracy for me. But the film definitely kept my attention start to finish five stars. Robin S. Klippel. Quick fun horror movie. Nice twist on a monster slash ghost slash what the fuck is killing people movie. 
Great plot and storytelling. A great horror movie for people who've worked mall retail. Five stars. Uh, Amazon customer writes, uh, bad but in a great way. Don't take it seriously. It's meant to be ridiculous. The acting is decent. And the production is great for what it is. The killing is bloody. And overall, this had me cracking up, especially when the pants started dancing to Bollywood music. Five stars. So on the other side of this battle, we have the one stars, and like I said, it's very one-sided. There's only one one-star review. Really? At least that's written. Like I said, there's yeah. more than but only one person wrote a one-star review from Brian N. Just writes, waste of time. I was hoping for a campy, goofy gore fest like some, some great movies from the 80s. What I got was a boring waste of life. If you're over, if you're over the age of 14, go watch something else. One star. Um... And I couldn't even find. I looked on IMDb to find more one stars, and the lowest thing I could find on IMDb was like a four star. Wow! And so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it this week. Uh, but I mean, we're so one side battle. I have a feeling I know where we're going to stand on this battle line. Um, but Aaron, what what you got this week? I found it hard to find like flaws with the movie or like even jokes. Yeah. Like it, this, I don't know if you noticed, but this episode has been very even keeled. We're yes. not getting too crazy. We're not like harping on it. It was a solid movie, you mm-hmm. know, and honestly, it had an interesting message towards the end. I mean, you know, you, you hear about these, uh, you know, stores that are preaching that they're doing good and they're, 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 you know, good for the environment or they're, they're, you know, they're, they're really nice and we're, we're PC and we're all this, we're trying to make a better world, but it, obviously it's all bullshit. Yeah. And you know, at the very end you have these slogans getting splashed with blood, you know, that's like this, this comes at a price, you know, your cheap ass jeans that you're getting from the mall are coming at a bloody price. You know, it, it kind of hits you home in, in a way, you know, and it's showing the, the kid, you know, message pick, kind. Yeah, <laughs> basically, you know, it's like, it's not a not too subtle knock on like, Hey, <laughs> You know, this this luxury comes at a price. But uh, aside from that, I do wish the movie did have a little more humor. It did these things. And this is something you didn't mention, but it's fine. But there were three different instances when they had, like, flashback montages in a way, like a, just cuts of what previously happened in the movie. And you think it's going to reveal something, but it doesn't. It just kind of recaps what happened. You know, like they had like when the guy when Craig was kind of losing his mind, it showed like the splices of the girl in India and then the the, um, you know, the motivational speaker CEO and different stuff yeah. like that. And then it's like, OK, what's going to happen? What kind of realization we're going to get to none. And then they did the same thing with uh, Libby when she was on the floor and she's having all these flashbacks. She's seeing different things. And it's like all this is like waiting for a culmination to come together and give us some sort of like epiphany. no. It doesn't. So it's like, why are we doing that? Why are, why are we doing, you know, whenever you do a shot like that, it's usually to reveal some sort of, you know, something exposed, something new, some twist. But it never happened. So I'm like, why, why are we doing that? Yeah. It looks cool, but it's not tying anything else in. So that kind of, you know, bummed me out. Uh, I am going to say so bad it's good. Um, it's fun. It's silly. Uh, I feel like it gets a, l- it got a little dark towards the end, you know. Like this is not justice, you know. This is this is you're just killing to be killing. Uh, she gets killed by capitalism, basically. <laughs> yeah. They just run her over to get the newest hot jeans. <laughs> I was bummed. I don't like. I like a happy ending. Damn it! <laughs> and you didn't get one. You felt so bad for Libby. Uh, but overall. 
definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say, uh, I, I mirror a lot of the same things you did. Um, you said, I will say, I also thought the acting is actually pretty solid in this. It's not bad. Uh, everybody Craig did, nails it. I thank you. I was just about to say that Craig is my favorite. In this Libby signs. She's out, but Craig is so good. at this character, like just crushes it. Like it's so far. Like the part it's, uh, it's, it makes me laugh because of this, how good he is at this being this weird corporate robot over PC, overly nice, just like to the point where it's sickening. And he, he crushes this part so well um, that he alone makes it worthwhile. But it's also, it's a short movie. It's only like an hour, 10, 15 yeah. minutes long. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a short one. Uh, and I, and I, I thought the same thing. Like, oh my God, killer jeans. How this is going to be like, I thought we were going killer donut, killer, just going bizarre level. bonkers yeah, over r- this, but ridiculous. It, it's pretty tight, but they do a really, the special effects are solid. They're real good. They're practical. They're good. The blood's good. The kills are way better than I thought. Um, was it a little more preachy in a way about the corporate stuff? Yes. I thought we, I, I, I thought we could be again more like uh, hokey fun, hokey fun, mm-hmm. I mean, very much like they have like killer rack, mm-hmm. killer donuts type thing. Not Culture so guys, pre- kind yeah, of, yeah, not so preachy. But that said, they did do a really good job of putting a humorous light on the ridiculousness of the, the pretentiousness of these type of stores and the people that work there that buy into this garbage. Um, so that was good. But yeah, you're right. The ending is sad. It does get dark. With Libby dying from, <laughs> she's killed by <laughs> capitalism basically. Uh, but overall, yeah, hundred percent. So bad, it's good. It's free to watch. It's only like an, a little over an hour, so it's worth your. T- you know, it's not going to take a lot of your time up. Uh, I definitely say suggest check it out and and enjoy it. Um, like, I mean, where else are you can see killer blue jeans, right? Done? And yeah. it's done pretty well at yeah. that too. And I I gotta say a lot of the, the, something we really didn't comment too much. The cinematography is pretty good. Yeah, very eerie. It's certain like other than the part where it gets really dark in the warehouse near the end where it's hard to see what happened. Everything else is pretty well done. Good it's shots, good. very like classic horror shots, like slow moving forward. You hear a long a long dark hallway. Yeah, slowly moving forward. You hear something in the distance. It creates a sense of atmosphere yeah i, I i'm the only thing i'm just the disappointing me in but it's a good way because like i thought this would be like i said you said yourself like the, the episode today i thought we we're gonna have it was gonna be more we had more jokes we'd have more stuff the material to work with more big thing to rip it apart but they it's not they did it, it, it they did it so well to the point where they really didn't have much to really make fun of or, or as much wrong or, or, yeah. other than just really making fun of the the the, the insanity and the the just well, the, the facts, the fact, <laughs> some of the facts, and then just the, the the size of the warehouse. Like I mean, how big this place would be in comparison to what it would be. There's in, there's not a lot of meat not, for us to use, really <laughs> is it? So in that case, I apologize. You got you know not not the most entertaining episode probably to come back on the highest, but um, still, it's a good movie worth checking out. It was fun to watch, and we I rec- we both recommend you guys go see it. So that said, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna wrap it up this week. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back sometime. We'll be back again with another episode. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, guys, you know if you like us, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, if you really want to support the show, you can check us out on Patreon. That really helps out a lot. Uh, we love everybody who does. So thank you very much for your continued donations and support. There, uh, we love you all. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the show. And in the meantime, watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight.